0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: Time will bring the well and the vulture cry. Today the there'll be no remnants, no trace. I cannot have forever, I'll always have you, I hope you feel
2: the same, oh, oh you played my dirty, you game was so bad, so I went my affliction, had to fill out my prescription, found the way I'm a bee. I had to set you free, away.
1: Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.
3: What do you do in the morning? Well, two hours in the morning, that's a lot of time. Well, if I can overcome myself at the beginning of the day, the rest of my day is easy.
0: right? And that's what you do, you spend two hours in the morning? I the allow
3: period. for two hours. Okay. You I still don't...
0: get up at 4 a.m.? Well, this
3: morning pre- I was up at 3, Okay. because I'm on the wrong time zone. Right. But and if you I'm like... up, you like the 4 a.m. slot because my brain waves are just right. I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, my body's a little fatigued, but I'm between worlds, and so I've just, I, I, you know, my body's a little tired, but I get up and do it. And to me, I allow for two hours. Sometimes I can nail it in 45 minutes or an hour, and sure, I'm done. Other times, I'm on the wrong time zone. I have meetings all day long. I got a lot going on, and I'm just not going to fall prey to that common state of
0: thinking.
2: And that looks like meditation,
0: affirmations in your mind, visualization? It's
3: it's the work that we do, it's the work that we do. And the first part in truly creating a new personal reality is overcoming your present personality. (laughs) You got to get beyond the normal thinking patterns, the normal uh, urges of action and habits, to get beyond certain emotions that are residuals from the day before that's the work right there that's the part you have to overcome so some days you just kind of slip in and it's magic because you've been practiced like having a great golf game or a great tennis game or a great run or or, or a great session of knitting you just you're in your groove other days you got to work a little bit more for it and for me what i've learned is those hard days the days that are the most challenging are always the most rewarding mm-hmm. because now you're uncompromising to an outcome. And if it takes you an hour to get beyond yourself, to find the present moment, because that's the only place where the unknown exists, the familiar emotions and hardwired patterns of the past are the known. The predictable future in trying to forecast the feeling of every event in our life, what people do unconsciously, is also the known. There's only one place where the unknown exists, and that's the present moment. You so, call it the generous present moment. Yeah, and I've just done it enough times, and there are plenty of people in our work that have done it enough times to know when you're there and when you're not. Okay. And when you're not, it's very obvious because you, you've you been there enough times. So, so you're separating your old story from yourself, and you're separating your focus on the future, and you're being present. It's just like hitting a tennis ball in a sweet spot. Okay. You lock into something and that wholeness starts to happen and now you're no longer creating from polarity or duality or opposites you know like you know people you know people they create when they see they don't have something whether hey nice suit i want one of those right in the moment i see that you have a nice suit and i start thinking i want one of those my brain naturally starts putting me in the equation next thing you know i'm wearing your suit well that's because we're wired to do that so then we have this natural ability to create the problem is Because after you imagine that, you open your eyes and you don't have it, people experience more lack. Well, we're not that good yet. (laughs) So then the act of practicing enough times and beginning to create the state in which you're so connected to the energy of your future. Now think about this. You're so connected to the energy of your future, you're no longer looking for it or waiting for it. You feel like it's already happened. The moment you get upset in traffic, the moment you start judging a coworker, you just disconnected from the energy of your future, and now you're back to the energy of your past. Now, if you tell me it was that person that did it to you, I'd say to you, oh, you're back to the unconscious program of being a victim again. So then the person then goes, oh, when did I fall from, you know, that state? When did I lose it? Oh, it happened at three o'clock today. The next time that happens, what can I do differently? Now the person's moving through their challenges in their life with coherence, with rhythm. They're starting to begin to make strides and that they're no longer knee-jerking to the people in their life that, that they've used emotionally to reaffirm their identity. Now this is the work because you look around to see if anybody's doing it and you don't see anybody else doing it. It's kind of this kind of lonely moment where you're realizing that I'm the only one doing this. That's that kind of moment that you realize that nobody understands you but you, right? And you can't even ask your friends for their opinion because they're going to give you their opinion based on their own experiences. And it's that kind of moment where you have to draw in all your resources and and begin to make up your mind. And uh, I've interviewed uh, hundreds and hundreds of people that have healed themselves from all kinds of health conditions. And one of the most important elements uh, that I see over and over again is when the person said I just
1: got to this point in my life where I made up my mind
4: Number one, the 14th Amendment is very questionable as to whether or not somebody can come over, have a baby, and immediately that baby is a citizen. I know, okay? The court
2: has pretty much you're said right. that it reads the, in immigrants well, here this it, is a minority it, legal Chris, opinion you're talking about. There are about. many
4: people that totally feel that they I may want bro, it that way amending is too big a deal it's going to take it'll be two terms I'd be in my second term or my eighth year by the wow. time assuming everything went smoothly because to amend the constitution takes a long time I believe, especially on
3: a very divisive I issue I
4: believe you can win it
2: legally okay? I believe you can win it legally and in any event the parents have to leave you think hate will ever stop hell Yo, listen. If you ain't getting hated on, you ain't doing something right. You get hated on by those who wanna be you, who those who can be you, who those you crush. This is my life. Yeah, you wanna be me. Rolling through the city, left and will be mad? I'm too hey, You can never be. Mad. War. Life is war. I'm not trying to say be a nasty motherfucker out there, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to lose. Why are you trying to be the one who loses? Why don't you be the one who wins? Because every time you won, you didn't realize how much you were winning. You were winning confidence. You were winning followers, friends You were winning allies But you allowed somebody else to tell you That the shit you was doing wasn't
5: hot oh you built now for this shit This is my life, yeah, you wanna be mad I'm through the city like I'm be
2: shit you've been through this shit right now this is easy i've been through that haters to me are like cheerleaders with dirty pom-poms if a motherfucker ain't hating on you you doing something wrong but when haters hate on you check this out a motherfucker in the street they know what it is, is a hater because we all know haters and we know the motherfucker they talking about is a motherfucker we should fuck with this is my life. Yeah, you wanna be
1: mad? I'm rolling through the city like I'm Willy man
5: years past the 27 club. It's like I went back into my past and then I sped it up. Robert Johnson, Winehouse, and Morrison found where heaven was. Heaven on earth, this shit is magic with no fairy dust. Home of the gummy gang to the gruesome and the scary stuff. I told my brother, jump fuck them, they gonna go through hell with us. They don't have a history in the streets that compare with us. Hood niggas, they wanna be a stuff in the state regions. Only thing undefeated is time. Second is the internet, number three is this rhyme. Before security, my dog had to sneak in the nine. God must be on my side, I had to eat and provide. My winning streak is divine. I told son, leave the streets are behind. Don't let him hike, you. with slow, run, beat, cheat, and the grind. Dog, I'm it like it is. You gotta deal with the consequence, when you running the niggas' cribs. Nigga, you better be ready to sit. Dope dealers, street hustlers, pop cases, throw dice, on pavement, cop chases, big gamblers, scullies, high bases, gang wars, high. As luck rapper, Betty broke The arrogance of a crackhead Mad at a weed smoker Or a pill taker Who hated the still wine drinker A killer who used a gun To hate on a knife swinger Aight, I get it It's who the lit is We in competition Y'all did it first And me to death I got a proposition You and your brother Stop plotting on each other Plot on millions Educate yourself Find two different areas of interest Spread your bets out Double down on what's working Then you double up Hands on your paper They send the hate No matter what you touch Honestly, I'm speechless By the degree 20 pointers on a chain, I freaked it Long chair in the hood, sitting comfortably I must be insane, giving you bars, running companies I'm done with the redundancy Checking all my history, making copy for Viacom, lights and music to symphonies I come from dope dealers, street hustlers, pop cases Throw dice, off pavement, cop chases, big gamblers, scully, high faces Gang wars, hot spots, police raided left us speechless just like when the judge read the sentence for your life away and minutes that was speechless. The bounce back is the greatest feeling when they thought that you were...
0: hi everyone Seth Alchemist here today I'm going to talk about the seal of Solomon what is the seal of Solomon it looks like something like this it's a sigil that is very very famous and known all around the world I'm sure all of you have seen this sigil before it's used everywhere in different countries in different traditions even in eastern traditions and it is said that this sigil and by the way i even have it here which is actually the seal of solomon it is said that the seal of solomon is a ring that was given to solomon So, literally a ring basically what i'm wearing here it was a ring that was given to Solomon in order to control the demons control the demons of the underworld the league of demons these league of demons they are ruled by seven princes their master is Lucifer these seven princes of the underworld they rule the underworld they rule demons so it is said that Solomon had this huge wisdom and power and knowledge but one day Some of these demons were causing trouble they were causing trouble to solomon's workers because solomon wanted to build the temple his temple which is the first version of the temple of solomon because there's two two temples the first one that was built so some of these demons were causing trouble to his workers so solomon apparently talked to god When he talked to God, God gave him a ring. He gave him a ring, the seal of Solomon. And he told him, this seal will help you control the demons. And these demons were ruled, as I said, by the seven princes of the underworld. It is said that the ring, this seal, had the hexagram printed on it or imprinted on it the hexagram so this shape is very mysterious how can this shape control demons or the underworld how can it do it and why does it do it so there's a lot of elements to this story and there's a lot of sources but i'm gonna tell you what i believe and what i found out and what resonates with me but feel free to do your own research the seal of Solomon now it is said that the demons of the underworld they are very powerful they are very smart they can teleport they can pass through walls Um, they can do supernatural things which I believe humans can do as well we just lost the ability or lost the knowledge to know how to do it but humans can do the same the gifted humans can do the same but these demons it is said that they get trapped in these lines. They get trapped in these lines that you see here. If they look at the sigil, they get trapped. They can't get out of it. And that's how Solomon was able to control them. I'm sure there's more magic involved in this than just the demons being trapped in the lines. I'm sure there's more to it. But in a nutshell, that was, um, the purpose of this sigil, and it was imprinted in the ring. And Solomon went to these demons who were causing trouble to his workers, and he told them to take him to their leader, the leader of the demons, to um, Belzebul. He's one of the seven princes of the underworld, and his name is Belzebul. And in some other traditions, he's called Belzebub. So either Belzebul or Belzebub and that's how Solomon invoked all of the demons of the underworld all of them and he used this seal that God gave him he used it to control them and he made them help him to build the temple of Solomon his infamous temple so he used the help of these demons because These demons were able to do supernatural stuff. They were able to carry huge rocks and carry them from one place to another just by teleporting them. Um, They were able to move huge bodies of water. They were able to fly. They were able just to do things that the humans... It was going to take his workers years and years and years and years to do this stuff. So he was like, why don't I use these demons to build this temple? And that's what he did and the name of these demons and their powers is mentioned in a book called the lesser key of solomon also known as Blemegaton. check it out but it's an ancient greek name but the other name the english name of the book is the lesser key of solomon and it states all of these demons and what they do and what's their purpose so if you want to know a little bit about uh, this kind of information and if you want to learn more about the demons, this is one of the best books about necromancy. This sigil is also known in the East by the Eastern philosophy. The Hindus and the Buddhists call it the Sarkona. And it is like when you go to Hindu temples in the East, and I visited many temples, and at the entrance, I always saw this sigil at the entrance of the Eastern temples you see it and it's so shocking and surprising because you wonder what is this hexagram doing in the East but they call it the sarcona and uh, it does represent the harmonious balance between masculine energy and feminine energy the masculine energy they said it's represented by the triangle pointing upwards and the feminine energy Represented by the triangle pointing downwards, but they do believe that it's a, um, a Divine sigil that is connected to the spiritual realm. So these are very intriguing connections We have this here the seal of Solomon that can control demons That come from the underworld in the spirit realm and then in the Eastern philosophy It is also connected to the spirit realm so There's some overlapping here, so that means this sigil is very, very important. The first time I saw this sigil, it just resonated with me, it's just I didn't even have to think about what is it or what's the meaning of it. I just started, I got this ring and I started wearing it and it's almost like I know it gives me protection. I know it gives me protection from these evil entities, because of course they do exist. Um, And I just believe it's one of the best tools you can use for protection, is this element it is also i believe that it's the doorway between the physical realm and the spiritual realm i believe that the center the center here is the doorway i believe the triangle pointing upwards and the triangle pointing downwards they're like the physic, the physical reality overlapped with the with the spiritual realm when they overlap together the middle parts is the entrance is the entrance to the world of the unseen. So this is a sacred shape, but I want to bring to your attention another meaning for this. The hexagram has six edges because it's two triangles that have three edges on each. So three and three is six. So the number of the hexagram is 6, we also have 6 points or 6 vertices on each on each end, there's 6. So again, here in numerology it represents balance, it represents harmony, in sacred geometry I see this shape as the most perfect, the most balanced shape out there. But this has another connection to it, this number 6, the hexagram. If you... and here I'm gonna... I think the best way to do it is to draw it. I'm gonna draw for you... ...a here... ...and show you... ...the connection that I need. Alright, so if we draw... hexagram triangle up triangle down six points we have six points here right and then three edges here and three edges here so the representation is six number six is balance and love and Harmony in numerology—that is the meaning of number six. But I want to bring your attention here to something. If we connect the dots
1: here, right? If
0: we connect the dots, it becomes becomes a hexagon. So first, we have a hexagram. But when we connect the dots, it becomes a hexagon. And hexa in Latin means also number six. Hexa. That's also six. Why? One, two, three, four, five, six edges. But I'm not done. So we have hexagram, hexagon. But we're going to connect more dots. And now I'm getting into the realm of sacred geometry. And I have another channel about sacred geometry if you will go. Feel free to check it out, I'm going to leave the link in the description box. We're going to connect these points here with this point in the middle. And now we have a cube. We have a actual cube. So we have the hexagram, the hexagon, and when we connect the edges inside, we see a cube. It is known, it is known that around the world there's black cubes in many many locations. And the most famous one is the black cube that the Muslims pray to in Mecca. It's a black cube. And that is very intriguing why would a whole religion with millions of people pray to a cube? why? why is that? why? well it's because there's something divine about it. it's because there's something that connects to the spirit realm. that's why the hexagram is an important sigil. But I feel like the hexagram is one form of the whole image. Because when you connect the dots, it becomes a cube. And we have number six appearing here again. We have the six edges and then the six vertices. And when you start connecting the dots, this becomes even more connected to these world orders and these, these elites and these leaders around the world that use these symbols and these sigils. And you start wondering, what if there's a door or there is some sort of portal that number six and the hexagram unlocks. What if the hexagram and number six unlocks the door to what's in the middle here, right here. Right here. So I just wanted to show you connection like how these things work together there's also another mysterious thing is that um, planet Saturn if you check some images on the internet at the top of planet Saturn there's the form of a hexagon forming with clouds there's a hexagon and you wonder how does nature forms a hexagon because on earth that doesn't exist and saturn was the sixth planet as well in alchemy number six saturn the planet is the representation of the prima materia darkness where everything starts where the great work begins the magnum opus that's where it begins begins with saturn darkness number six the hexagram you see the relations that i'm trying to build here you see the dots that i'm trying to connect there's something very mysterious here and I do believe that it's the doorway to the spirit realm. I also do believe that you can use this sigil in this form to either protect yourself, to control demons like how Solomon did, or to hex people. After all, where do you think the word hex come from? Hexagram. In witchcraft, when you want to hex someone, it comes from the word hexagram. Because that's what you use to hex people. Because you want to protect yourself. And sometimes you're going to use some tools to protect yourself. But sometimes you're going to figure out and find out that the only way to protect yourself is to hex. Nasty people. People who are trying to harm you. Bad people. People who are trying to destroy your life. People who are trying to just cause trouble and harm in your life. So what you're going to do, you're going to hex them. And why the word hex? Because you're going to use the hexagram to hex them. you going to use number six. And this has nothing to do with this, the religious connotation that the Christians use for number six. They say to the number of the beast, 666. If anything, that was actually uncovered or created by Aleister Crowley himself and for some reason it just got involved and embedded within the religion and everyone is saying six, six is the number of the beast, is the number of the devil, these meanings have been twisted and changed and it's always have gotten out of context and people don't even know what they're talking about, they don't know what they're talking about. Six is not the number of the beast, six is the number of balance, of love, and it is also the doorway to the spirit realm and even in quantum physics I think carbon which what makes up everything in the universe when you go to the atom it's you find the number I kid you not 666 but it's fascinating how this 666 or just number six or the hexagram plays a huge role in the fabrication of the universe but religion in order to control you they demonize it they try to make it the bad guy so you become scared and the more you're scared the easier you're you can be controlled if you know what i'm saying here i'm going to show you in other videos how to draw and how to use the hexagram for either protection or hexing i'm going to show it so you can do it for yourself
4: All right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. Happy Juma, happy Friday to y'all. Uh, we have a new call-in number. call number now. is 516-531-9318. Make sure y'all give it out to your people who listen. All right. Um, I've been off the radio for a few months, so... Um, this is my first show back, so I'd like to welcome you um, as we dive back into the shows. Um, I'll be on the radio on Sunday again and Fridays, um, and I'll be introducing a new show on Thursday called The Metaphysic Hour, all right? I'll make sure that you tune in. All the shows um, start at 7 o'clock, and then on Fridays, we start at 10 a.m., all right, and that's Eastern Standard Time. All right, so with that being said, we're going to dive right into this. Um, today we're talking about seals, right? And that's why I played the clip prior to this, so you all can get a little bit of uh, introduction into what we're going to talk about today, right? And so a seal is very important um, because when we use seals, seals, seals help to, to denote um, a device, right? Um, some type of um, impression that's being made, right? It's, it, the original purpose of the seal was to authenticate something, right? To prevent um, an interference right, from happening, right? Whether it was on a physical level or a spiritual level, right? And so when we talk about seals, right, applying a seal to something like an envelope was done, um, you know, when an important message is being portrayed. Okay, so when we talk about physical skills, we, we, we still making device. Um, it's also referred to as the steel matrix or the die. right? The imprint that it creates as the steel impression, um, the, you know, we see this on your money, you see this um, uh, with the United States, you see this with other foreign countries Okay, you see seals on almost everything around you because these people understand that the matrix that we use, there are certain seals for protection. There are certain uh, seals that represent authority. Okay, and so it's important to understand that a seal, okay, is useful within the matrix. Now, the design or the impression. Of a seal, say, okay? um, is it, normally done within the matrix, which is important because it, it deals with script, it deals with design, right? And this is often, you know, like I said, you'll see this on your money,
1: and this is where you
4: get um, embossaries and stuff like that from, right? Engraveries, um, right? And this is where your, your bureau or engravery came from, right? When, when they would um, put the seal on. On coins and coinage, right? So most seals have always given a, an impression of an essentially flat surface, right? But in medieval Europe, they had two sided seals, right? It's what they called two matrices. And these were often used by institutions, they were used by the rulers, they were used by the Caesar, okay? Um, so bishops, kings, queens, things like that, right? We have two-sided seals. And, and you would have to understand how to properly use your seal. And if you were a private individual, you would have private seals that you would use to denote your sovereignty. That okay, is very important. So the pendant, um, the seal, the impression of it, right, um, they would normally be done on a ribbon or what they call a, a strip of, of parchment. The parchment is, is writing material. And, if you've ever been into a museum you'll see parchment where they used to write on like their skin and shit like that. So, like they would dry the skin out and then they would write on it, right? And that would be um parchment, right? And then they would they would um impress an insignia into it, right? So these pendants or seal impressions, right, were used for authentication. Right? And it's like when you go get your birth certificate authenticated, right? They put a seal on it. Right, to show the full faith and credit has been given, right? So some jurisdictions consider rubber stamps or or, or specify signatures, right, that, that accompany the seal, like when you go get something notarized, right? So um this is this is equally effective, right, as a substitute for a seal. That's why rubber stamps are good, right? So you can stamp something or you can seal it, right? Even one was, was proven to be effective. Oh, excuse me. I got to drink a bunch of water. <laughs> um, all right, so in the United States, right, when we talk about seals, the word seal, right, is sometimes um, assigned to what they call a fashion meal, right? And a fashion meal... Is a copy or reproduction. So, for instance, like when we look at um, con- congressional records, right? Congressional records have have uh, facsimiles that are that are att- attached to them, like manuscripts, right? Um, art prints, maps, things like that, right? So, in the United States, we use the Great Seal, right? And that's what they call the Great Seal of the United States, right? And you'll see this on the bill. Um, you'll see this um, In a lot of different states States have their own seals Okay um, You'll see this on the flags You'll see this on cult of arms Alright So all of these are, are Different things that can be used Now the western Tradition right, there's, a, there's a direct line Of descent from seals that are used In the ancient world those that were used in medieval and post medieval Europe, so forth and so on, right? So still were historically uh, most often impressed in what they're called sealing wax. Okay. And they would use this wax. Um, and they would like you could see it they take a seal, they put it in this wax and it put off this paper and then it would dry up. Right. And uh, you you see this in some of these shows on like Netflix and shit, like right? Um, like where they deal with the, uh, the barbarians and stuff like that, right? Where the, the king would put an order out. That's how they would do it, right? They would use wax. <clears throat> they would use beeswax um, or some type of resin. And resin goes back to the ancient Egyptians because the ancient Egyptians not only used resin for their seals, but they used resin in their bodies when somebody would pass away to preserve the body. Right. So resin was always thought to be a preservation material, right, um, holistically. Okay. Now, during the early Middle Ages, seals uh, of lead, right, um, that they would use for what would be known as boulet, right now, or or, or boule, because on how you say it, um, but it was a soft clay, right, that they would use. Because now um, when I've talked about you know the Catholic Church course and understanding the reason the Catholic Church has its, its own field, right And um, th- this is where Chancery Court comes in because the, the papal Chancery or the apostolistic, um Constitution, right they, they, they call it an apostolistic Constitution is known as non-debit, Reprehensible Right And it was done in 1487 Okay um, But but this is You know This is uh, Another Another way that Seals are used The church uses Their own seals Okay But they would do Authentications In favor of Christendom Right So when <clears throat> when, the, when the Pope you know, Would put an order out The Pope would do it With his Papal chancery. Right, so they would put a seal out there, right? This is you can go to the Byzantine Empire, um, where they would use gold seals, right, or golden bulls, back seals. So seals are very important because traditionally, seals have always been used to denote some form of aristocracy, right? And and, and <clears throat> you know, when we talk about instruments, right, like any instruments that we're dealing with this means something different, right? I mean, people flaunt certain colors for certain reasons, right? I mean, it, you know, it, it also comes also a way to, to signify, um, you know, your status when it comes to the aristocracy and when it comes to um, using your signal, right? And when I say signal, I mean signet, right? Um, way It's also a way to keep people from doing forgeries things like that, right? So, seals originally were used to seal up a document, okay? And then later, you know, it, it applied to to, to leather closures and things like that, but seals and signals, really important, right? When we talk about private letters, um, keeping things private, a letter writer, right? It would fold the completed letter, it would pour wax over it, the joint form by the top of the page and then it would impress or ring or a seal matrix. Right. So government sometimes what they do is, is they they um they would send letters like to, to citizens or private citizens other than governmental seal for their eyes only known as the letter secret. So wax seals might be used with letter locking techniques to ensure that only the intended recipient would read the message. Right. So in general, seals are no longer used in these ways except for ceremonial purposes. So when you get something authenticated, that is considered a ceremonial purpose. This is why so many notaries can make a judge, right? Now, in general seals, okay, when you, when you apply seals to legal instruments, right, These are these are applied to the face of a document, whether it be the bottom or the top. It don't matter. Okay? So, we talk about our and our seals. These are really important for understanding uh, how to properly move in the private, right? And how to use documents properly in the private. Now, um, if you listen to that clip I played prior, right, the guy was talking about the Seal of Solomon, right? And the Seal of Solomon is, is an important seal because it is a seal. That was not only used on documentation, but it's also a skill that people have historically used for protection, right? So some skills are even used for protection, okay? Now, when we talk about a moor's head, right, because the moor's head, we we have to talk about the moor's head, right, which is really important. Because the moor's head um, is a symbol that has been depicted as the head of the moor, the black moor, right? the 11th century, and then the um uh, goes back to early modern period, right, where we talk about the depiction of um, decorative art and black art and you know <clears throat> things like that. But the flag of Corsica, right, and I, I have to talk about this because the main charge and the coat of arms in Corsica is what they call Rus, right, Corsica. Which is Latin for the more. All right now, an early version is attested in the 14th century of um, what's, what's known as armorial. Right, and armorial—it's a medieval—it's a—it's a medieval thing, right? And armorial, essentially, um, and you can find this in what's known um, as the Duke of Guelders. Right? and this just with with the coat of arms, right? So anytime we talk about coats of arms, things like that, that's when you find this information. Okay. But the flag of Corsica okay, deals with the Moors. So interestingly the Moors and the Moors head is attached to his shoulders and his upper body, right? And he's alive and he's smiling. Now in seventeen thirty six it was used by both sides during the struggle for independence. Right, you see, so it's important to understand that Nobody, it's like, you ever heard that saying, nobody want to be a nigger? Everybody want to be a nigger? Nobody wants to be a moor, but everybody wants to be a moor. Right? So in 1760, right, um, it was a general by the name of peyote right? And he ordered the necklace to be removed from the head and the blindfold to be raised. Kay? So his reason behind this um, was, it, it was and this is this is in Latin and Les Corsais Volente Ivo Clair, La La Librite Doit uh of Flambo philosophy. Now I don't speak Latin that well, but um in English what he was saying was the Corsicans wanna see clearly. Freedom must walk by the torch of philosophy. He said won't they say that we fear the light? The blindfold was thereafter changed to a headband. So the flag of Corsica, which is the flag of the head of the Moors, is the male rather than the female. And it has regular knot tied to the back of the head. So if you ever see the flag of the Moors, you'll see that, right? And they also called the flag of uh, Sardinia, right? Which is informally known as the Four Moors. right? So... There's a bit controversy about this, but um, you know you you'll see that that people have used the Moore's head, right? From everything from uh, insignia to beer bottles, right? So understanding that our signal our insignia, our Great Seal, which you can use the Moore's head on your documentation, is that you can use your own uh, wax. You can put that on your documentation and show, and show where um, you know your aristocracy raises from. So when we talk about ecclesiastical seals, right, which are frequently shaped in the shape of an almond, also known as the Vestica, or uh, some people call it the Vestica Pisces, right? the use of the seal by men of wealth and position was common before the Christian era. Okay? But high functionaries of the church adopted the habit. Now, incidental allusion, uh, you look at St. Augustine's letter in 217, right? It indicates that he used a seal. So the practice spread, right, you can take it for granted, right? You can look at uh, King Clovis, right, from, from the Moravian dynasty, right, and the seals that they used, right? Um you can look at, at the different popes throughout time, like Pope Nicholas, right? Look at the different bishops. Everybody had a seal. Everybody used a seal. Okay, so to use a seal showed that your ass is in charge. Okay? Now, I got my seals. I hope that you got yours. If you have a trust. It would be a good idea to get you a seal set up. Get you a seal made. It's not hard. If you, if you need help making one, hit me up. I can help you get one made. Right, but seals. Um, just so just so that you guys are aware of this, seals are also affixed on uh, architectural, uh, engineering, construction documents, land surveys, drawings. Um, Anything that's got to do with land, right? Because it certifies that um, it, that the person who is dealing with the land is a professional, right? So depending on the authority that has jurisdiction, right, over that land or the project that's happening, right, seals are embossed in an embosser, and then they're signed and they're stamped, and then they're signed again. They're signed again. Okay. And in certain situations, um, sometimes they'll give you computer-generated seals, which I don't really like those. I think that the old-school seals are more effective. Right? But the identities right, of the professional who's using that particular seal is normally on the seal, and it determines the legal responsibility for that person. Okay. Now, in some jurisdictions, especially in Canada, it is a legal requirement for professional engineers to seal a document, in accordance with the Engineering Professors Act. Right. So professional engineers may also be legally entitled to seal any document just like a notary would be entitled to do that. Okay. So when you talk about things like um, the Ring of the Fisherman, right, which is also a seal… Okay. it's known as um, the, the the piscatory ring. Right, it's an official part of the regalia that the pope wears. Right, who is known as the head of the Catholic Church. Right, he's the successor of what they call Saint Peter, who was a fisherman. Right, and it was used to feature. Um, it was used to feature um, what they call bass relief. Okay? so the apostles were the fishers of men, and you find this in Mark 1:17. So the fishers the men ring is a signet that was used up until 1842 to seal official documents signed by the Pope. So since at least the Middle Ages has been a tradition for Catholics meeting the Pope to show their devotion by kissing the ring, this is where the whole thing of kissing the ring came from because it meant that you was kissing St. Peter, right? I mean, this this stuff, you know, when you talk about pictures of men, right, um, if you go into your Bible Or you, you go even in your Quran you, you know You go with Muhammad Right um, Jesus Or whatever you want to call him Right the called for fishers Of men to follow him And told them that in doing so They were to become fishers Of men I mean this, this thing is deep And I think a lot of people Don't understand it Right And unfortunately With the stuff You know That I've talked about It's went over some people's heads But um, we talked I've talked about covenants and cults things like that right And uh, one of the important things to understand right is that to be a fisher of men, you have to be a leader right and, and, and this means that you that you find other men who have the quality of leadership right and you help them to lead. and so the Pope would do this and he'd have bishops and cardinals right. And when they would meet with him, the, the Cardinals would kiss his ring. But the Cardinals, they historically wore red. And they also, if you look at the Cardinal, Cardinals have one fezzes, right? They're a little bit distorted from the Moore's head fezzes, but they are fezzes nonetheless. Pictures of men. Okay. Now, um, if, you, if you historically look at the practice, right? Um, it ended around 1842, right? Well, I think that they still do this in the private, my my opinion, right? But a new ring is cast for each pope as a general practice and tradition. So the popes put their, um, their seal inside of a ring. So around the relief image, right, the reigning pope puts his name in Latin. You see, they still use Latin Remember, Latin is is one of the highest forms of language, right? So, um, upon the papal death, the ring used to ceremonially uh, destroy, excuse me, is ceremonially destroyed using a hammer, right? And this is where you get um, the whole idea of Thor's hammer from. Because you would use a hammer to destroy the ring. Now, now. Let me be really specific here because I think it it might even go past your head to you. When a ring is used, when a insignia is put into a ring, right for power, it's not just oh um, here's the seal, but there's there's a great deal of power that's put into that ring, right or magic, if you will. that a lot of people are not aware of. And so what happens is, is that they have to destroy it right? because the destruction of the ring, the vice, right, with deep scratches, is a symbol of the end of the ring, right? It's like the passing of the throne, if you will. Right? So the custom was followed after the resignation of the Pope or after the Pope would die, all right? And they would smash it and pass the so really important to get that. Now signet rings are important. You can get a ring with your with your insignia in it, whether it be gold, silver, any of that, right? Um if you look at two t- commons, right? The uh the boy king, right, um when they when they zoomed to him, he had a ring, um in his cartouche. Okay. And it even had a hieroglyph that had his his signet on it, and it said, Perfect God, Lord of the Two Lands, right to left. And he was in the middle. You see how it works. So a signet ring is a ring bearing on its flat-top surface, the equivalent of a seal. A typical signet ring has a design, often a family or a personal crest, created, um, so they it will have, it will basically leave a raised, release impression on the design when the ring is pressed into liquid. So they would use the ring, right? So, so a motherfucker say, "Okay, look, we're not gonna carry an embossing with us, right? Or a stamp. We're gonna give you a ring, and we're gonna let you take this ring. You can't. It's hard to move the ring if you keep it on your finger. And anytime you, that you need to put your seal in or something." We're gonna have you take your ring, your finger, and we're gonna have you impress it into this ink, and then that was secured. So the design was um, often made out of a gate, right? And a gate is a, it's a common rock formation, right? It was, um, it was like volcanic rock, like right? a really hard rock to find, but you got access to like that, right? But um any time that they would wear the the signet ring, right? It was a signal, it was a mark, it dated back to ancient Egypt, right, with the Pharaoh. Um, it even goes back to the book of Genesis, uh, forty one, forty two. Right? Um, removing his signet ring from his hand, the Pharaoh put it on Joseph's hand. He arrayed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Because it is used to attest the authority of the ring bearer the ring has also been seen as a symbol of power which is why it is included in the regalia of certain monarchs right so after the death of a pope the destruction of his signet ring is a prescribed act clearing the way for what's known as the sede vacante or the subsequent election of a new pope Right. so signet rings are used as a use of the, um uh, an attribute to membership or, or or elector or electoral class, right? Uh, uh, even on the Coast of arms, right, you'll see it, um, you'll see where schools, like high schools and colleges, use um, the crest of the school, right, on a letterman's jacket, stuff like that, right? Um, and they do this as an alternative to using volcanic stone, because like I said, everybody can't get that shit, so. Um, one may also have the initials engraved as a sign of their personal stature. Right. This is why you'll see some restaurants and the owner of the restaurant will sign his name on the restaurant, right? Or certain clothing lines, things like that, right? So the less noble classes began wearing and using signet rings as early as the 13th century, and in the 17th century, signet rings fell out of favor in the upper levels of society and were replaced by other means of mounting and carrying the signet. In the 18th century, uh, signet rings became popular and by the 19th century, men of all classes wore them. And so since at least the 16th century, there have also been what they call pseudo signet rings, uh, where the engraving is not reversed. It's a, it's a mirror image, right? So um, it's an impression. So rings have been used in antiquity as uh, spy identification, to fight espionage with different people, right? Um, but the engraving was what was so important. Even during World War II, the U.S. Air Force personnel would privately purchase signal rings uh, with a hidden compartment that would hold a compass or a hidden message, right? Okay? MI-19, they purchased a the number of student rings from, uh, from street jewelry, right? So rings. Well, motherfucker, right? He he, who had the ring on, a lot of times, um, you know, was known to be the sovereign or was known to be the ruler. Any of those different things. I mean, they meant different things depending upon what was on the ring. Right? So, um, even the pinky ring, that's one of the ways the pinky ring became so so important right in our community. I and mean, we don't even we don't even know it, you know, black people just we be rocking thinking, like we don't even know why we're rocking this shit. Okay? So, um the symbol of the confessional is important, right? The symbol of the confessional um is it refers to a, a doctrinal position uh, for Christians, right? So um, when you are going to confession, um, you know, you couldn't take people's confession as a priest. That you had the seal of the professional. Not professional, but what confession is. Okay? Um, the expression seal of approval. which refers to a formal approval, right? Regardless whether it involves uh, a seal or some type of other external marking by an authoritative person. It's also part of the formal name of uh, certain quality marking, such as uh, good housekeeping seal of approval, right? Um, or, or the, the net keeping still of approval, things like that. Okay? So, I mean, this is to give you an idea of how important fields are. Now, um, we're talking about a couple more things before we go to the car lines and get out of here. Um, the magnum opus, right? The magnum opus is it's alchemical, right? It's, it's a term for uh, the process of working with uh, primal materials to create the philosopher's stone, right? It's been used to describe uh, personal and spiritual transmutation. Okay, so, and this deals with the Hermetic tradition. Okay, um, but it's used as a model for uh, what's known as, as the individuation process, right? Which is a, it's a, the magnum opus. When I mean, you talk about the magnum opus in the fields, the magnum opus has been carried forward, right, in this new age of what they call uh, uh, non-hermetic movements, right? But the Magnum Opus, if you look at the Magnum Opus, it deals with what's known as the square circle, which is the square circle, okay, it's a a square, and there's a triangle, and there's a circle within it, and there's a box, and a big-ass circle around it, right? But this deals with the, the four phases, okay? Um, that you can trace this all the way back to, to Mary of the Jews right, but it deals with the development of black, white, yellow and red, right it can also be found in the Psyche Thai um, Mystica or the uh, Democritus, right? all of this is, is, is alchemical so what I'm trying to tell you is that the magnum opus has a variety of alchemical symbols that are attached to it, right and it deals with colors, right It deals with the blackness. It deals with the red. It deals with the blue. It deals with all of these different stages, right? Expansion stages. So when we talk about um, when we talk about something like having a a insignia, right? Having a seal, what you really are dealing with is an alchemical process. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that being what I'm saying? An alchemical process. So what am I saying? What's alchemical? Alchemical, okay? And, and we and we a metaphysical shit too, right? But alchemical is an ancient branch of natural law, natural philosophy, um, philosophical, photosynthetic traditions. Goes back to the Muslim world. It goes back to the Chinese world. It goes back to ancient Europe. It goes back to the Indian world, right? Uh, even the ancient Western world, right? The Greek or Roman world. Okay, alchemists attempted to purify, mature, and perfect certain materials, right? Base metals, noble metals, uh, gold. This is where your alchemists came from, right? Okay. So the perfection of the human body and the soul was thought to result from the alchemical magnum opus, right? the concept of creating philosophers or the philosopher's stone or being the fishers of men, okay, which was connected to all of these things. So at least I need y'all to get what I'm trying to tell you today. What I'm telling you is that having a, a, a signet, having a seal, For yourself as a private man, a private woman, a a private trust, however you operate is crucial, right? Now, I'm going to take you to the Apostle Convention because the Hague Convention abolished the requirement of legislation for foreign public documents, right? So the Apostle Convention or the Apostle Treaty, Apostille Treaty. Um, it's an international treaty that was drafted by the Hague Convention on Private International Law, right? So it specifies the modalities through which an official seal or a notary public on a document um, issued in one of the contracting states can be certified for purposes of contracting with another state. You understand? So as a true sovereign. To contract with another state, you can only do that, number one, when you're under treaty. Number two, you have to have a seal. So a certification under the terms of the convention is called an apostille. Now we know apostille means postal, but on an international scale, under the Hague Convention, under the Hague Apostille, it is an international certification. Comparable to a notarization or in domestic law, right? Normally supplements a, a local notarization of the document. So what am I telling you here? What I'm telling you is that yeah, a notary is important. Well, well what supersedes the notary? Having your own seal. okay? So if the convention applies. Between two countries, such as in the past field, is sufficient to certify a document's validity and it removes the need for double certification by the originating country and then by the receiving country. See, this gets into the whole diplomatic stuff. You know? and, uh, when I did those diplomatic series, what, a year and a half ago, y'all can go back and listen to some of that stuff because this would bring it to a fucker for you. All right. Um, now, I would recommend that y'all get a copy of the Hague Trust Convention. I would recommend that you get a copy of the Hague Apostille Convention. Uh, how to use them. Right? Now, the four types of documents that are mentioned in the convention that you can use your still on are court documents, administrative documents, um, which are civil documents, uh, notorial acts, and official certificates, which are placed on documents signed by persons, in their private capacity, such as official certificates, recording the registration of a document, or the fact that it was in existence on a certain date, an official notarial authentication of signatures. Right? So a state that has not signed the convention must specify how foreign legal documents can be certified for its use. Okay? Right? So two countries… Um, may have a special convention on the recognition of each other's public documents but in practice this is infrequent so otherwise the document must be certified by some type of foreign ministry okay? this is one of the reasons why learning apostolistic law is so important that's why I brought up stuff with the Pope today right? not just to talk about religion right? so for example right, um, in Canada Canada is not a physical way, but Canadian documents for use abroad must be certified by the, the Deputy Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Right? So, we talk about contracting states, there's a whole lot of contracting states. And it would be, you know, the United States is one of them. They signed on in uh, 19... They signed on 1981, I think it was. So, so, all of these different states are contracts of state, and states. It will be worth you taking time to go look up this information. All right? Um, so, it's over for Friday. I'm going to open up the call lines if you want to holler at me. Um, press number one. That's to ask me a question. I'm going to be back on the radio on Sunday. I ain't been on the radio in a few months, man, so you know, I'm getting back into the groove of things. But, um, I'm happy to answer any questions that y'all might have today. Um, call the numbers 516-531-9318. Press 1 if you want to holler at me. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. I don't
5: even know what's going on no more. I don't even know what's happening, me no answer One years past the 27 Club, it's like I went back into my past and then I set it up. Robert Johnson, Winehouse, and Morris, found what heaven was. Heaven on earth, this shit is magic with no fairy dust. Home of the gully games to the gruesome and the scary stuff. I told my brother, Jump, fuck them, They gon' go through hell with us. They don't have a history in the streets that compare with us. Hood niggas, they wanna be us. stuff in the state regions, only thing undefeated is time." Second is the internet. Number three is this rhyme. Before security, my dog had to sneak in the nine. God must be on my side. I had to eat and provide. My winning streak is divine. I told son, leave the streets are behind. Don't let them hike. you. with slow, run, beat, in the grind. Dog, I'm it like it is. You got to deal with the consequence. Quit you running the niggas' cribs. Nigga, you better be ready to sit. Dope dealers. Street hustlers. Pop cases. Throw dikes All pavement, Cop chases. Big gamblers. Scully. High faces. Hot spots, police raided, left us speechless. Pick a down on his luck Rapper, Betty Broker The arrogance of a crackhead Mad at a weed smoker Or a pill taker Who hated the steel wine drinker A killer who used a gun To hate on a knife swinger A'ight, I get it It's who the lit is We in competition Y'all did it first And me to death I got a proposition You and your brother Stop plotting on each other Plot on millions Educate yourself Find some different areas Of interest Spread your bets out Double down on what's working Then you double up Hands on your paper They send the hate No matter what you touch Honestly, I'm speechless the grease, 20 pointers on a chain, I freaked it, long chair in the hood, sitting comfortably, I must be insane, giving you bars, running companies. I'm done with the redundancies Checking on my history, making copy for Viacom life and music to symphonies. I come from dope dealers, street hustlers, pop cases, throw dice, off pavement, cop chases, Big gamblers, scully, high faces, gang wars, hot spots, police raided, left us speechless. Like when the judge read the sentence,
4: took the life away a minute, step us speechless. The bounce back, the greatest feeling when they thought that you were finished, leaving speechless. Speechless. All right, all right, all right. Peace God. We back. Um. Car lines are wide open if y'all wanna holler at me, man. Um, so going forward, I will be on radio on Fridays. over before Friday, um, next week it'll be in the afternoon, all right. But all the Sunday shows are the same. Thursdays, I'll be on on Thursdays. Uh, we do a metaphysic hour on Thursdays, right? Do some um, metaphysical shows, man. Some old, some old, some old throwback shows. Um, with some, you know, some little Bobby, there, you know, some some good old stuff that we used to lock back in the day. So, um, all right, let's go to the call line. So, let's go to two two five three two four You're on the line. What's happening?
1: Peace to the God. What's up, bro?
4: Peace to the God.
1: Peace, man. Um, how you doing, bro? I'm
4: good, brother.
1: I'm good. Wonderful. Yeah, how you right? Uh, this, uh, last night, man, this happened last night. I was uh, leaving the store I had went to. Some old uh, somebody tried to steal something out of something. they called the police. They surrounded the uh, store. Uh, remember that that case, one of them cases I fought back in the days of war. Yeah. The court cases.
2: <laughs>
1: I saw the cop yep. out there. Yep. He looked me uh, in yeah. my face and put his head to the he looked me dead in my face and put his head down. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a trip, man. I said, I mean, "Man, be, look at you." They,
4: they be scared. They be scared of you, man. They be don't scared of your power, man.
1: I said, bro, it's a lot of the stories I got where they, they they follow me for a little bit and they're gone about their business.
4: Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just did a court case. Um, I think we might have talked about it, but i I just read a court case not long ago um and I'll, when when the time is right I'll, I'll go through it with people um but you know, I just see my own court case, man, you know, where you know they they wanted to challenge me, you know and, and the, the fact is that they don't have jurisdiction to do that you know and once once we realize man what who holds power in this country.
1: So we'll be a lot better off, man. Yeah, I, I know that, um,
4: had a good, good good friend of mine
1: We was supposed to do some business together. But, uh, he went with that, that Hebrew, it like religion. And they didn't, like, they didn't took over his mind. Like, they took over his mind to stuff, man. Man, that dude was supposed <laughs> to And all that went down the drain when he started dealing with them people, man. Yeah,
4: yeah I had a friend of mine that, um, that was that was a Hebrew Israelite and a couple family members, man. That that kind of happened for them too, you know. Unfortunately, you know the thing is, is I don't judge somebody's journey. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out on your own. You know, right. I'm the, is, I'm the same. But,
1: I'm the same yeah, way, but they people they judge you like they they your God. Yeah, they that's do,
4: how they act. They, do. they and, look down and, and, on everybody. Yeah, and a, a lot of that too. You got to remember is because. You know, they, the way that they're using the Bible, they're misusing it. They, they're using it to just... You know, it's almost like, like old school Christian dog. They're using it to justify um, some of their actions. Right. You know, and that ain't all right. That ain't all right. You can't use a book to justify your actions.
1: Right. I, what I was explaining to the guy was, see, they don't believe that... That uh, Caucasians used to be slaves They don't believe that I showed them all hundred Tell them to get that book I showed them all
4: that
1: I showed them that They don't believe that They say the only only thing they'll ever believe Is the Bible (laughs) The King James Version (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that's
4: a King, King James. F- first of all, don't get me started the King James, okay? Cause, because King James was was a homosexual, okay? The record proves that, and King James killed slaves himself. in the rumor that right. yeah, he was black. Right. And, and don't people understand? Well, you know, if you want, if you if you want to, you know, whatever your sexuality is, that's your that's your pre you know that's your preference. And when we talk about right. King James, if you're going to reference him to use that, you got to use that information to, you know, you got to use that information to better yourself. Because the thing is, is 99% of the people who claim to him rich are like, if you was to tell them that King James was, was was black and that he practiced homosexuality, you know how many of them would, would hurry up and just own that?
1: But they think that king they think he well, he said king james is black but he don't think king james was a homosexual he's like man he lied on that man i know i know hey i told him They're i said what, i asked him well what book did king james translate the bible from they can't tell you that either
4: come on man come on because and see, that's what I'm saying, because ignorance, you know, ignorance is, is deeply rooted. People be happy in being ignorant, because they don't really go back and look they do the research. Right. You know, I I, I went through that whole, you know, i a cousin, that's what he was right. So I went through that whole, um, that whole time frame, you know, dealing with that with him, you know, where, I mean, this, this thing would be out in the middle of the street in the neighborhood, doing chants, reading the Bible in the middle of the street. Man. The top of long. lungs. <laughs> he was Bro, on tour. I love the militant side of it. Go ahead, be militant, brother. But, right. boy, it's a lot of
1: ignorance there, too. It is. I, I just told him that by the end of the day, that these uh, Caucasians dying out, I said they, they, the Caucasians can be wiped off this planet and you still gonna have niggas down here arguing about religion instead of rebuilding and, yep. You know, doing yep.
4: things. Yep. It's, it's deeply rooted in the system of dealing with of, of, of black folks dealing with each other where where they don't gotta pull us down. We can pull ourselves down. You
1: know. Right. That's
4: fucked up. Right, that's that's really messed up. You know, I mean, and you you white right, man, listen, white folks, white folks don't have to bring us down no more. <laughs> we too busy bringing each other down.
5: turn ugly. The problem is we started thinking like.
4: We just went in overtime. Yeah, but white folks don't got to bring us down. You know what I'm no. saying? I mean, dude, I, I you know it's it's messed up to say that, um, and, you know, back, back, when, back when I used to have these conversations, man, with Jonah Beck, one of the things that we would agree on was that all of the hate that ever came this way, bro, it wasn't from white folks. A lot of it came from people who looked just like me and you.
1: I, I tried to explain that to him, but they don't think that those dudes come from Great Britain was, was, was dark-skinned people. You know, I showed oh, them where they, oh, no, they did. In, in their book, I showed him in their books where they call us Swarty. You mm-hmm.
4: know, a- swarty, yep. They, yep. They uh, believe yep.
1: that's yep. going from his Africa. The Nazi Head.
4: <laughs> well well, you know, th- there's a deeply rooted history, um, you know, with with our people. You know, being we all over the we are all over the world, you know. And you get to ask yourself right. so who's the real minority and how is it that a group that is not quote unquote the minority, you know, is is not a ruling class anymore. A lot of it is because of ignorance. Right. Right. You know. I mean, there there are I think like like whatever that country is that Rihanna's from, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Barbados, I think it is. Like, who who's from? Yeah, like Rihanna, Barbados was it oh,
1: yeah.
4: yeah, I think it's Yeah, Orlando. so yeah, so 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 Barbados claimed it, it, it's is liberation from from the Queen. Right England, Right? And so and so they, they claim their sovereignty, you know, from the Queen. You know, and so there are some progress you know, it's funny 'cause you get outside of here, there are some countries that are very progressive that have that have people of colour there. You know, but but here there is a a deeply rooted slave mentality You know, and that's that's part of the what we got to get past. Right. You know.
1: You're right, because all we doing yeah. is hurting each other.
4: That's really it. That's that's really that's, to, to be honest, that's true. We we are hurting each other. You know, I've had like I said. I mean, and, you know, it's it, I I love our people. But until we can get past, you know, I want his position, or or, or 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 I want what he's got, or I need what she's got, instead of working with each other, you know, we right. got a long ways to go. Yeah, we do? Got a long ways to do? go. But that's a, but that's all right. Each one, each one. I mean, it's like information I give I give out on the radio is free information, but it's meant to help people. It's not it's not meant to hurt nobody. It's, it's not meant to step on nobody's toes. It's meant to help further, um, you know, the, the agenda of liberation, freedom. You know, that, that's for all people. Right. It ain't just for. And, and I had, to tell, I had to tell somebody this. I said, "My information is for more, but it's also for other people. It's it's, it's, it's for Caucasians. It's for it's for African Asians, Asians, because liberation don't have a culture. Everybody's." Deserves uh, a, a sense of freedom. Now, now, when we talk about equity, equity and equality, right? So, there's equity there, man. The, the Moors is the rulers. We're supposed to be setting this thing back up to get on this right path again. We supposed to be doing that, right? You know, we supposed to be doing that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put us back on the right path. Right, so that's but right. I, I i agree with you, man, you know you got a lot of work to do, yeah, bro, a lot of work,
1: I'm like it's it's, it's hindering a lot of people from even doing business,
4: yeah, I can well that. I know that first thing right. yeah, yeah, I know that first thing, you know. Oh, speaking of, of which, um, I think that you was on that webinar. Um, if y'all didn't get a chance to do that discharge webinar, man, that we did, what was that last? Like, was it, two weeks ago? You we did that. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I got I got can copy that from the website. But I got to get that, man. That discharge webinar. And this, this new information that we on. Right. Powerful information. Like I said, each one, teach one. I got another webinar coming up, too. Um going to be doing next month. I'll have a slide out for it. I'm going to be going over uh, treaties and trust conventions. So hopefully y'all, y'all obliged to get on that. But, yeah, man, each one, teach one, man. I mean, I just, you know, like I said, I bring information. I bring my information out you know because it's given to me by divine source so you know i don't i don't i don't be trying to figure out what other is doing it don't matter to me my shit works you know and i use like whatever whatever information i see bring out This because i didn't use it myself and it works. Uh, you know like i tell you, i don't run around my own bags for no reason Right. You know, I don't follow all of the laws. I done, I done tested the theories. It's tried and true. You know, and I'm in compliance. <laughs> right. Good, sir. I'm in honor at all costs. You know, that's how we got to operate. That's 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 the mode of operandi
1: you supposed to be. Hey, by the way, I'm glad y'all found people calling. I'm glad y'all found the new number. Yeah, guys, I, I, give
4: it. I, I, I got, got up a little, late, got up a little late when I saw it. Now, let me call on in. Yeah, I appreciate you calling in. I'm glad y'all found the new number. I ain't been yeah. on in about two months, so. I'm ready to get away and start doing regular shows again, six times a week. So, you know, the this just the new number that that old number you have to take me scrap. You
1: know.
4: Uh-huh. So, we, so we back. Uh-huh. Else, bro? That's it, man. That's all I had, bro. Okay, man. I appreciate you, man. It's good to hear from you, man. Happy gentlemen to you, bro.
1: Happy Friday! Yeah, Happy Friday to YouTube, man. Um, we'll get on off. Let somebody else get in. Okay, God. All, All right, right man. I, I get
4: what you. All right, bro. All
1: right, peace. All right, peace, God. All right, call lines a while. open man, if you got one to highlight press
4: one to get in. Five one six five three one nine three one eight is the call in number. If in the chat. Like I said, we'll be on on Sunday again. This Sunday. Um, Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, going forward. All right, Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, going forward. All right? All right, so we ain't got no more questions, man. It's Friday. We can get up out of here. Um, appreciate y'all calling in, man. We're going to... Uh, I'm going to keep the rocket. I will have, look out for, if you're on the email list, makemorecommerce.com. Make sure you look out for uh, the flyers for, um, for the upcoming webinar. All right? All right. So with that being said, man, we're going to get out of here. Have a great Friday. Happy told y'all. Go back and listen to the show if you just tuned in so you can hear the topics that we talked about today. All uh, right. Available on the podcast and on the blog post right after All right? All right. Peace to the gods, man. We out of here. Happy Friday.